0: So today I'm going to be preaching from John chapter 14. Um, if if that your Bibles with you, turn to John 14, and you honestly, you, you won't have to even move away. Um, what the Lord's put on my heart is to unpack uh, a very specific part of Scripture, um, and it's all about being reminded. So to be reminded of something, what is first needed, before we can be reminded of of something that has to happen first Tell them. say it again Tell them. yeah we, we somebody had to have told something I, I can't sit there and say you know melody i i I'm, I'm i'm reminding you you know to pick me up you know from the airport in an hour and you're like clown you never mentioned anything about me picking you up from the airport that's not a reminder that's a, a cry of desperation When we read John 14, we're going to see Jesus talks about one of the things the Holy Spirit does, and that's to remind. There's a movie that came out in 1999 called Office Space. and It's a pretty hilarious movie. um, And there's a painful couple scenes where it's that uh, Peter Man is reminded of something he forgot. And, And it's painful in the fact that you know, right away, Lundberg is like, "Hey, you didn't attach the cover sheet to the TPS report," and and Peter's like, "I, I, I you're right. I forgot. I, I, I forgot. Yeah." He goes, "So, did you not get that memo? No, no, I got the memo. I got the. It's right here. I got the memo. I just forgot. It's well, we we have a problem. No, no, we don't have a problem. I just forgot." Um, And then he talks to another coworker and he turns around and there's someone else. Hey, I hear we have a problem with the TDS report. He's like, no problem, I just forgot. And he has this snarky line, this character, I think his name was Dom. He goes, okay, could you try to remember next time? And at that point we're all like, enough, he forgot. I want us to know that our God doesn't treat us that way when we forget. But I do want us to realize that we often forget we often forget God's promises and that He's true. We often forget His word and the things that He speaks over us, that speak of identity and that speak of affection and that speak of His favor and acceptance. and we just forget. John 14:25 and 26. Jesus is talking. And I love when when we read about Jesus, when Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit, he raves about the Holy Spirit. There's such affection and excitement in the words of Christ when he talks about the Holy Spirit. So let's kind of, I'll try and convey this with that, that excitement. So John 14, 25. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The New Living Translation says, He will remind you of everything. See, Jesus said that He didn't say or do anything except that He first heard it from the Father. He didn't say or do anything except what He first heard the Father saying and doing. And then Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything I've, done, uh, I've said. He'll remind you of everything I've done. So we have this the perfect unity in the Trinity, in the Godhead. The Father speaking, Jesus repeating it, speaking, and then the Holy Spirit reminding us of what Jesus said and what the Father spoke. So it's, and, and know what? I need that. I need redundancy. Sometimes I am dense. I, I, I need reminder after reminder after reminder. I need the Holy Spirit to remind me who I am in Christ Jesus. And I need it more often than than, than I'd like to admit because there's times I, I like to think that I've got a hold on it. And I'd like to think that my heart is full of faith and I'd like to think that that, that I truly walk in the strength of the Lord. But... In the midst of those difficult times, I still need to be reminded. Here's the great news the Holy Spirit reminds. The Holy Spirit reminds. That's one of the things He does. He reminds us of what Jesus said and who Jesus is. But here's what's key, friends we've got to know what Jesus said, we've got to know what Jesus did. This message is going to talk a lot about, about being in the Word of God. And this is not about some sort of you know, catechism or some sort of requirements or some punch list. I'm not trying to get the gold star. And this is not about some religious obligation of, of reading Scripture. This is about an affectionate response to an even more loving God who has very specific things to say about you. Very specific, very affectionate, very powerful. And about me. And we need to know those things so that the work of the Holy Spirit can be truly effective in our lives when He reminds us. Parents, we need to constantly be telling our kids who Jesus is and how much He loves them. And how good he is. And that their identity is found in him. Their identity is not found in success and failure and is not found in, in, the, the best of report cards and certainly not found to be in the worst of report cards. Their identity is found in him. And this is what Jesus has to say about you. See, we've got to do that so that when they when we're not there and our, our efforts, our reassurance and love aren't there. The Holy Spirit's there. And the Holy Spirit will remind them of what Jesus said. But what we've got to first let them know. See, the Holy Spirit, He does His job well. And I'll often say, uh, the Holy Spirit doesn't need, didn't need our help. You know, just stay out of His way. <laughs> let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. And, and, and He does His job well. But here's the thing. The Holy Spirit does need our cooperation. He needs willing vessels who will speak who will do. So I don't know if you guys have, if everyone has met the Hayes family yet. They're stinking awesome. And they're, they're right over here. Carter's like, yeah, I am. Woo! Right here. Um, they're, they're awesome. Awesome family. And uh, this past Thursday, uh, we had uh, the kindergarten classes over at Aspen Ridge School had their graduation ceremonies here. And Jenny is a kindergarten teacher over at Aspen Ridge School. And so we had two, like, they, they had two um, sessions, if you will, two ceremonies. So t- two classes came in, and then they did their graduation, then they left, and then two more classes of parents and grandparents and neighbors and kids came in, and then they, they, and then they had another ceremony. So, um, Jenny's class was included in that first, that first batch. Well, uh, this week has been a really busy week. The Smiths were moving. They were closing on a house. We had uh, Acacia's graduation and get ready for a graduation party. There were just a lot of things going on. So um, I told a- Andy couldn't break away because Andy normally does tech. A- Andy normally does sound and tech. And I'm like, give me a refresher course. I got this. I've been around it enough. There- there's got to be some sort of Holy Ghost osmosis that's going to take place. So we got this. So I want to say that the first the first ceremony is supposed to take place at eight thirty, and at eight thirty I am still rambling to get sound and to do this. And Jenny just comes up; and she's like and just peaceable as can be, like the Holy Spirit exemplified. And she was like, "Hey, how doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "We're doing good." And I got Andy on the phone. I'm like, "We're doing good." We're just, we're doing, yeah. And I'm talking to Andy, like, have you tried this? (laughs) And have you tried this? And I go, oh my gosh, it's not working, Andy. it's not And I'm like, and luckily there's people, and they're not looking back. But some are looking backy Some are like, hey, I know what time it is, and this is on you, dude. This is on you. The guy back there that's pressing buttons is your fault. Or at least that's how I felt. And I tell Andy, and Jenny's right there, and I said, our greatest fear is happening right now. We have all these eerie families in our church and we're looking like morons or, or something like that. Like we're going to look like total clowns. And Jenny says, uh, I, I wish I could remember exactly what, what it was I said. But Jenny says, no, you're not because no, you aren't. She's like, no, you aren't. This is This is great. We've got this. That is, you're you're not going to look that way because that's not... No, you're fine. And immediately I'm like, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. And then then the Holy Spirit intervened and and, and we got it worked out. And I'd say the rest of the the ceremony went off without a hitch. But, But I'll say this, it went off without a hitch because she just brought such peace to the moment. But for me, personally, she reminded me, that's not who you are, so you don't have to worry about that. That's not who this church is, so you don't have to worry about that. At that moment, she just gave me a subtle reminder. That's not who I am. That's not who we are. We're okay. The timing could not have been better with the fact that I had this message scheduled to preach today. we need to be reminded that's not who you are. You're okay. God's got you. When the enemy comes at us with accusation and lie and fear and anxiety, we need the reassurance of the Holy Spirit to go, let me remind you who you are. You're left and your daddy's got you. You're blessed and you're favored. You are the head and not the tail. You are favored among men. You're forgiven. I I, I know you, you messed up again. You're forgiven. I love you. You're forgiven. Again and again and again. We need to be reminded of who we are. And th- there are certain voices in our life that, that just carry more weight. They just are. Every one of us have voice in our life that carry more weight. It could be a mother or a father or a grandparent, or it could be uh, just a, a trusted confidant, just a friend for years. It, we all have have these voices that that when they speak, it just carries just a bit more weight. I had a friend in college, his name was Mike Mason. He didn't speak much, but when he spoke, he was like, remember the old EF Hutton commercials? When E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. You know, when Mike Mason spoke, everyone was like, oh my gosh, Mike is speaking. Let's hear what Mike has to say. I want to encourage us, church. We don't always know how valuable our voice is. We don't always know that person, that we are a valued voice in their life. And they just need to be reminded. I guarantee that there's no way Jenny could have known how both her words and her delivery and the peace that she was conveying impacted my heart that day. It just brought peace. There's no way she could have known. Friends, we might not know the power of our words, but our words have power. And I want to encourage us with this. If we know the Word of God... And we speak in encouragement straight from the heart of God, straight from Scripture, straight from what Jesus said. They carry even more weight. See, I can encourage you with something from my heart, and that's, that's great. But man, if I encourage you something from the heart of the Father, spoken by Jesus, reminded by the Holy Spirit, man, that is mighty. We don't spend time in the Word of God out of some sort of religious obligation. We spend time in the Word of God because He has words there written for us that will touch our hearts and speak life and remind us of who we are. Kara, if you could come up. uh, uh, What I want us to do I've kind of summarized about 50 scriptures. And if you want the scriptures, I'll send you my notes. But about 50 scriptures that talk about who we are, who He is, why we need Him, what we do, what He does. And I want us to hear these. I want us to hear these words today. I want us to grab a hold of them. So if you need to close your eyes and just lock in, or if you need to, whatever we need to do to be attentive, I want us attentive right now because I want us to hear these words. So if you're going to close your eyes, then go ahead and, and close them now. and as i'm as i'm reading this understand god has very specific and affectionate thoughts about you and he says really cool things about you he says i am the creator and you are my creation i breathed into you the breath of life i created you in my image my eyes saw you when you were an unformed substance I knit you together in your mother's womb. I know the number of hairs on your head and before a word is on your tongue, I know it. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are more valuable than many, many sparrows. And I have given you dominion over all sheep and oxen and all beasts of the field and birds of the heavens and fish of the sea. I've given you dominion. And I've crowned you with glory and honor as the pinnacle and final act of six days of creation. However, from the very beginning, you exchanged the truth about me for a lie. You worshipped and served created things rather than me, the creator. You have sinned and fallen short of my glory. And just as I said to Adam and Eve, the penalty for your sin is death. And in your sin, you were spiritually dead. You were children of wrath, living as enemies to me. You turned aside from me. You became corrupt. And there is none who does good, not even one. What you deserve, what you deserve, is my righteous judgment. And yet, in my great love, I gave my amazing son that all those who believe in him will not perish but will have everlasting life while you were still sinners my son Jesus died for you while you were still hostile towards me you were reconciled to me by the death of my son you see sin doesn't have to be the last words grace does Now everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. You who have believed are born again. I have adopted you. You are children of God. You are heirs of mine. You are no longer orphans. You belong to me. And I love you as a perfect father. I love you as a perfect father. Unlike any father you have any point of reference for. In my eyes, you are always a brand new creation. The old has always been passed away and the new always comes. Sin is no longer your master for you died to sin. And now you are alive to me. You are finally free from slavery, from the slavery, sin and death. And now there is no condemnation for you for all your sins are forgiven. All your unrighteousness have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You are not righteous in my sight with the very righteousness of my own perfect son. You've been saved by grace, justified by faith, and you are utterly secure in me. Nothing, no one, will be able to separate you from my love in Christ Jesus, not even yourself. No one is able to snatch you out of my hand. And I will never leave you or forsake you. You not only have a new father, but a new family of brothers and sisters. You are now part of the people of God. And together the life you now live by faith is in my son. Look to him. Look to Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. He is the author and the completer, the perfecter of your faith. Christ is in you by my Holy Spirit and you are in Christ. Stay close to Jesus. Abide in Him. Live in Him. For your life is found in Him and Him alone. To live is Christ and to die is gain. Don't live by your own understanding. Don't live by your own power. Don't live by your own strength. No, live by my Spirit within you. Remember, I have given you the Holy Spirit to be with you and in you. The Spirit will guide you into all truth. He will remind you of what I've said, what I've done. He will help you to obey me and He will empower you to do my work. As you seek me and see more of my glory, know this, I am transforming you into the image of my Son. And one day you will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet sound. When Jesus appears, you will be like Him because you shall see Him as He is. You will drink from the spring of the water of life without payment. And I myself will make for you a rich feast of food and well-aged wine. And you will enter my rest. Inherit the kingdom I prepared for you. And step into the fullness of joy. Step into the pleasures forevermore. But most of all, you will see my face and be with me where I am. Therefore, walk in a manner worthy of your calling. Because you represent me. You are no longer darkness. But you are light in my son. Walk as children of light. You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill. I have called you. I have chosen you. You are now a saint. You are now a servant. You are now a steward, a soldier. And you are now a son. You are a witness and a worker. Through Jesus, you are victorious. And you have a glorious future. You are a citizen of heaven. And you are... An ambassador from a son. Everything I read you just there is contained in Scripture, and I was way off on fifty or sixty count. That's about a hundred scriptures. The Word of God is full of words to tell us who we are and who we aren't. That remind us of of Jesus Christ, and if we trust in Him, who we are in Him, in Christ, through Christ, in Christ, by Christ, everything I read, it's about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is so good at what He does. Can we purpose in our hearts to spend time with God in His Word and just be reminded of of who we are? To read something and then stop and say, That's me! He's talking about me! He's writing about me! You believe this about me? You see, if the enemy can succeed in tearing down our identity, then he succeeds. If He can get us to believe the lies of the enemy that the enemy throws our way, then He keeps us from grabbing hold of this truth that I just read there. Identity is key. It's huge. I don't want to talk about purpose without identity because I have no purpose without identity. You have no purpose without identity. Outside of Jesus Christ, it's dead works. I just feel such an affection. There's such an affection from the Lord for us today. He just wants to be with us. He wants to sit with us. Hold us, embrace us, dote over us, build us up, compliment us. Because He's so good. He's so good.